podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Guys, welcome back to another episode of the Nina Casa Show. Oh gosh, it feels great again. Liverpool winning stuff, Liverpool winning games, scoring goals, some absolutely majestic goals. Uh, Liverpool back in the thick of things, just where we like them. Final result was West Ham 1, Liverpool 3. Those clean sheets, I'm sure they'll come in due course, but you just got to hang in there. Before I go any further, let me just give you my um, weekly reminder or podcastly reminder that this show is brought to you in partnership with Liberty Shield, the perfect VPN companion for all your entertainment and privacy needs, where you get a massive 25% off using the coupon code AIVPN. Liberty Shield offers free VPN apps for iOS, Android, Amazon Fire Stick, Mac and Windows. Now, 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 we're all happy, we're all excited, we're all buzzing, and I have got the dynamic duo on this podcast. Um, I'm excited to be working with these two again because podcasting with them is a rarity these days. It is my my buddies from the Daisy podcast, Harinda and Cam. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Long time no speak, Ma. How are you? I know. Not since what? Thursday. Thursday? Friday? <laughs> Friday. 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 Friday, yeah. Impromptu Friday. Yeah. Sorry, private joke, guys. Well, you know what? Keep them private because I feel massively <laughs> left out here, you know? <laughs> I was in the neighbourhood and I popped in and said hello. Oh, lovely stuff, lovely stuff. Okay, guys. If um, you were people... in the neighbourhood, you would have popped in and nicked everything. This is very true as well. And run off in Cam's van. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who, 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 who's to say me and Cam are in cahoots and I got him to source out the area? Yeah. That's why I got the van. Oh, yeah, okay. exactly. Exactly. Okay. You know, don't underestimate us. We are bright between us. Okay. Um, you know what? Before, before between I... us. Like, yeah. One head like each. <laughs> <laughs> one brain cell between us. You know what? Enough about that. Come on, man. Liverpool won. Give me some emotion. Give me some feelings. Harinda, I'll start with you. I know this game is quite significant for you for various oh, reasons. Many fucking reasons, right? Like going from birth. <laughs> David was fucking genius. <laughs> he hasn't won against Liverpool in all of his footballing career. All of his footballing career as a manager. Bless him. Really? But, but God loves a try. Remember, you know what? Mm. you're a winner even though you've not won anything because Tafst haven't said so. Honestly, do you know what? Beating West Ham is always nice for me because history, family from my mum's side, and they want me to work, me wanting to be West Ham fans. So I just hate them. I genuinely do. I shouldn't. It's an irrational hatred of a club. I, I openly put my hands up. It's a bit like myself in Tottenham Hotspur. Um, I irrationally hate Tottenham Hotspur at times. Um, and West Ham is just full on hatred. There's no, you know, middle ground about it. I just can't stand them. They can blow bubbles. They can do whatever the fuck they want. Honestly, couldn't care less. If the stadium crumbled to an absolute um, 
pile of rubble tomorrow, I couldn't care less. Genuinely couldn't care less. Karen Brady is uh, deplorable. Makes me want to... He always makes a bit of vomit come up. You know, you can mm. taste it in your mouth. That's the kind of person she is. I just can't stand them. I can't... You know, all right. You can give a little bit of credit to Moyes to having changed the way they played and, and made them a better side and so on and so forth. But today on the pitch, I think Liverpool with... Uh, let's call it what it is. A completely depleted defence and essentially zero spine in respect to what we are used to. And it was the very last rungs of any kind of defence that we could cobble together that was put in there and they didn't, they didn't look out of place, right? Did they, did they expose themselves to the usual things that we've been shitting ourselves for the last month or so? No. Did they do any of the weird things that we normally see happening? No. We even saw a reduction in the stupid midfield balls and, and dawdling and dwindling and duck waddling, all the things that I complained about last time I was on the pod with yourself, um, all gone, all gone. You know what? Exactly obviously what listen to the show and listen to this podcast. Cam, I, I asked Baji for emotions and feelings after that result. <laughs> you give me full-on analysis. Yeah. Think to the screen. Because you're even harder to control. <laughs> Thanks. Um, no, for me, um, it's just great that we're looking like we're getting back to LFC that we have all come to grow to love and are are accustomed to. So um, it's it's a nice way to get over the last shitty four, five, six results we've had before the Tottenham result and it's great that we're we're scoring goals again. Um we were drawing the you know the previous bad times still quite good defensively, but offensively we were really poor. And I think today he showed that Mo Salah is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful football player. And um Can you please be quiet for one minute? I had an intro for you. (laughs) No, so uh, yeah, he he is. He's a wonderful player, and um, you know where would we be without him? That's all I'll say. Where would we be without him? He's phenomenal. You know what? This podcast is feeling a lot like a Daisy podcast, but it's missing some flavour and some seasoning. So I'm going to do my salt bare hands and I'm going to introduce in Gags Tandon as our first caller. You I, did the I did the masala to this. <laughs> yes. I get it. Masala, masala, yes. masala, masala. Right. Anyway, um, obviously, everyone's going to give masala the, the plaudits. Um, uh, today, the finishing is unbelievable. We expect it, though, really. We expect that from Mo. He should be doing that, and he does that, and uh, that's why he's so unbelievably superb. But I think um, the one thing I want everybody to talk about mostly is the substitutions, because we've moaned about substitutions on this podcast, or I've heard them so many times. Every single sub actually contributed today and act towards goals. Really production, you know, real production, Hardline production, <laughs> do you get what I mean? And I think um, we have to talk about, firstly, Curtis Jones driving at them. Um, obviously, the goal is all Mo. It's, it's just an unbelievable goal to score from there. So it's not like the assist was simple, but what the do fact you think that he just, what, what that he just came on and ran at them. He just yeah. came on and ran at them, you know. 
And and like and the, when once we scored that, I think you're going to talk about the the, the Milner and Klopp sure bit. That that was just beautiful to watch. That Milner was like, "Why did you take me off?" And I was saying in Discord the whole time, Milner's got to come off because he's going to be in the red zone this week, and the last thing we want is another injury. And he took him off, and he was moaning and standing in front of him. And did you see the way they were laughing afterwards? Yes, just so beautiful to see. Because we haven't seen things like that from our team for, it feels like, a month or two because we've just been so stressed. They just looked like, after that goal, it just looked like we enjoyed playing football again. It was a hard slog for that 58 minutes. It really was. We weren't creating much. wasn't that good. Everything came after that first goal. And that just that one drive from Jones, 20-year-old kid, and he just showed so much scouse sauce today. And just so, you know, when a kid, a scouser does well, it, it should touch you all. And like we got Trent and he's coming back as well. And now Jones is showing a bit of rest. I've rested him a bit, really managed him well. And he's coming up trumps. And I just think, you know, we expect it from the Moes and that. But when a kid comes on and changes the game a little bit, we don't get that goal without that initial drive and the one-two with Trent, you know, we just don't. So I want you guys to talk about all those things, the... The, the fin- Mo finishing, the, the Jones introduction, the Milner bit with Klopp, and, you know, just having youngsters that come on and make a difference. It just feels so good today after all the shit we've been through the last couple of months. It absolutely does, Gags. It absolutely does. And, you know, um, what was I going to say to you? Do you want us to discuss it now? Yeah, that's why I want you to go and just... I've given you three points because it'll fill up your show, so go for it. Look at <laughs> him. I don't, I don't need your help. I don't need your assistance, okay? Stop being Bobby Firmino here and feeding me stuff. Okay, guys, let's talk about this because... And, Harinda, I will, um, I'll come to you first and let's talk about this sub and let's talk about what Gags was saying there because it would be quite intriguing to see what the conversation was between Millie and um, Klopp because I think Tyler was hoping that there was handbags there and there was a little fight and I think they were hoping and angling for that and <clears throat> literally within seconds that sub came, came up top trumps. You know, we literally just scored a goal after that um, Antonio chance on the other end and so talk to me about that because that was pretty awesome you know Klopp getting it spot on the best part about all of that is that you have Wank Stain Tyler and Wanker Gary Neville almost almost yeah I can what's the right expression here they were self-combusting literally you know, spontaneous human combustion was about to happen with these two people. Looking at Jurgen Klopp, talking and holding on to James Milner and expecting something to happen. You know, the, and they were building up the anticipation. And while the camera was panning on that, Jones has come on, and all of a sudden the camera pans away from those two because they've smiled and kissed and made up kind of thing. And all you see is Jones progressing with pace, intention, everything, puts it through. Mo Salah, trademark. Trademark hurling goal. Tra- I fucking love it when he does that because he's been trying them for a few matches now and he's not got it to the right position to do it. And also you could see that there's been lots of defenders who've been three-on-one, four-on-one around Mo and crowding that space so that it's stopping him from doing it. But he had all of that going on. He had the great ball to him and he's just like, going, you know what, all right, I'll fuck you up, you up, you up, you up. You can screw yourself as well. And oh, well, there you go, there's a goal. One nil. Absolutely brilliant. 
It's exactly what you want from Mo Salah. It's exactly what you want from Liverpool when they make a substitution. God bless him. Mill is not the fastest player in regards to transition of the ball anymore. Yeah, he's not. He's not. Let's face yeah. it. He's, he's getting on a bit. You know, he's he's vintage, like my, like myself and Cam. We're we're of a certain vintage now, and. As soon as Curtis Jones came on, you could see the difference. It was almost like as if Eddie Gibbs was listening to a podcast at two times the speed. Yeah, everything just changed automatically. Twice the speed, bang, 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 go. That's what you want. Yeah, that's exactly what you want. And it almost took everything out of West Ham straight away because they were lagging up. So, you know, we knew what we had with Milner and Shakiri and everybody else. Now they put this young kid on who's really fast and rapid. We've got to think again. Bollocks, we haven't got time to think about this shit. Oh, God damn. So, Cam, yeah. Oopsie. Sorry, <laughs> David. Yeah, Cam, um, uh, I want to get your points on, on that sub as well. I'd love to hear your thoughts. And what I absolutely loved was the fact that as soon as he scored, they panned back to the, to, to the touchline. And just seeing Milner's reaction there, I mean, he's, he's such a team player, isn't he? Because I think when Klopp was explaining to him why he took him off and he's just nodding his head and he's like, okay. And then when he actually was involved in, in getting um, Marcelo on the score sheet and he goes running up to Klopp and he's having a good old laugh about it, it's almost like yeah. we're actually enjoying things again. And I, to me, I expect nothing less from a player like James Milner because for me, he is literally a guy that will play any position for the team. Yeah, he's the, he's the guy who puts the team first himself yes. second. Yes. So, um, um, <laughs> I was actually uh, making notes during the game, and so I was just writing down. You know, I'll, I'll, this I'll is what read. happens when you work with Trev Downey. You become a professional. Yeah, you, you, start, <laughs> you do, you do. And so, what it was, I'd write, I'd written off fifty-six minute Antonio shot wide, um, but. Possible foul on Origi in the builder. 57th minute, uh, Millie off, Jones on. And then I looked up, and all I saw was the ball actually hit the back of the net. So I oh. completely missed the whole build-up. There was as soon no as I left his foot, though, you knew it was going in, right? You just I didn't, you... I didn't see that. I didn't see that. All I see was the ball actually hitting the back of the net. So I didn't know what had happened. So I had to wait for the replay. Yeah, so I had to wait for the replay, and that's when I saw straight away Jones driving from the halfway line from the left hand side, driving through into the middle, laying it off to um, I can't remember who laid it off to Bobby. Bobby laid it uh, off to uh, Trent, Trent back to Bobby, Bobby to Ox with a lovely little back heel. Um, no, sorry, I'm forgetting the next goal, aren't I? Sorry, yeah, I'm forgetting the third, the third goal. One. Yeah, yeah but the problem wasn't on at this point. Alternative facts. <laughs> yeah, so and then obviously it was Trent. It was Trent to Mo, wasn't it? It was Trent to Mo. Sorry. Yes, it was. And 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 then you know the curl in top corner and the fact that he managed to hit it in such a way, he actually sort of lobbed the defender at the same time, and it was just like, how the hell did he do that? What a goal! So um, you know, it was it was a really really good finish, and it's it's that, it's that goal you you saw that type of shot was what Mo was doing in his first season a lot when he came, you know, when he scored those thirty four goals in the league and forty four goals all all season or whatever it was, um, and a lot of his shots were 
curling into that top corner. And he hasn't been doing that so much. He's tried, but he just can't get it right. So, again, it's another positive sign of what Mo coming back to full form. And obviously, he's league's top scorer right now, 15 Premier League goals. So, um, which is great, you know, great for him personally. But it's great for us as a team that we know Mo is still the main man. And you give Mo the ball, and the more Mo gets the ball, the more likely we are to score goals. Absolutely, Cam. And I'll, I'll stick with you because Gags is talking about the subs and the impact. And, of course, Bobby Firmino, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, you know, had an incredible game against Spurs, in my opinion, was man of the match on the Nina Kaza show. I thought he was phenomenal. And, um, of course, you know, we, we saw him on the bench and we were like, oh, gosh, you know, we're a bit scared because Sadio Mane looks like he's got a minor, like, muscle situation. And Bobby's on the bench. And I thought, well, OK, that's a little positive. At least he can come on. And, you know, not only did he impact the game, but also got an assist. And, you know, again, he was in that position where he could have taken a shot and thought, hang on a minute, I scored against Spurs. I fancy myself here. And I don't think I've seen a more selfless, um, I keep um, talking about them like they're humanitarians, but a selfless number (laughs) nine. You know, in, in that situation, I think what we're kind of seeing is just for anyone to get the goals, because we had a bit of a drought. Yeah. Yeah, that means, and it goes back to what I said at the beginning, we're scoring goals again. That's six in the last two games. Obviously, we've got two against United. Um, a lot of us have been complaining that Bobby shouldn't be playing. You know, he should be dropped because um, he he was woefully out of form and we wanted Minamino in or, um, ahead of him because, because Minamino obviously played really well against Palace and, you know, he's disappeared off the face of the earth now. But what Klopp did was, you know, because obviously he's, he knows more than us, he's played Bobby back into form by playing him. And that's only benefited us now. It's two games. So Bobby to be back doing what Bobby does. And what Bobby does really well um, is dropping back and picking up the ball in the areas where in between the lines where the defender doesn't want to go, the midfielder doesn't want to drop into, sometimes even deeper than that, in between um, the lines between the midfielder and the and the attack, and he, and he influences, and he creates. Um, and I think, uh, can I just bring in a question that somebody's asked here? So I think it will fall nicely into this. Is um, WGM underscore Lund said, what does the panel think about Thiago Curtis as eights? in that diamond. And he goes, I'd love to see that from the start against Brighton. Um, what I'd like to, if we were to play that formation, I'd like to see Bobby at the tip of that diamond. And if Mane is fit and, and Salah is fit, and them two as a two uh, forwards, and Bobby in that space, because Bobby almost does that anyway. We almost at times can play a diamond with Ginny as a six. It, it, it gives us a lot of flexibility, I think. Um, and it, Again, you know, it could be something that they're working on. It it could be something that they're now looking at, thinking, how can we bring out the best in Thiago? I think Thiago, uh, last couple of games, playing as an eight, has looked a lot better, a lot more influential on the game. And, and that's an important thing for us as well. It absolutely is. It looks like, you know, um, he, he's coming back to how he used to be. And you know what? Um, uh, Harinda, I'll come to you. Talk to me about uh, 
you know, just that sub as well, that they all came on and they all had an impact. Well, I nearly missed one of them because I was so excited about our scoring. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I almost missed Bobby coming on. And it's quite natural to kind of miss Bobby coming on because the only real, only time I realised that Bobby had come on is when Shaq was having a talking with Klopp. Yeah, I was like, you know, he's just done phenomenally well for the second goal. He's having a talking to. Okay, what's he done wrong? And oh, was he actually come on? No, he's come off. Oh, okay, right. Um, so let's do it in that order. Let's do it. So we've done the first sub, Curtis Jones. Second sub, Bobby Firmino. So we score our second goal, and Bobby Firmino comes on. Again, I missed the substitution because I was still in ecstasy of it being 2-0 and the fact that we, we, we should talk about the 2-0 goal first. Really? I thought maybe one of our callers would want to take it, so I'm just sticking to the brief. Oh, okay. But yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. I always go off piece and never stick to No, 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 it's absolutely fine. And I, we are going to talk about it regardless, but I'm just obviously just sticking to what the callers have asked and we've got two yeah, callers yeah, okay. lined up still. So, so... On the aspect of Thiago and Curtis's eights in the diamond, I'm, I'm with Cam, Thiago and Bobby, because Bobby's my main man, always will be, until I get a Curtis selfie, that is. <laughs> maybe, maybe, I'll, <laughs> maybe I'll change then, I don't know. But right now, Bobby's got my heart in it. <laughs> but all, childish, all childishness aside, I think Cam's right. I think having Bobby at the tip of that diamond will be better than Curtis. That's not a slight to Curtis in any shape or form, as you can see today. The diners. Uh, Harinda, sorry. Harinda, uh, the, the point was uh, Curtis is another eight. Not Curtis at the tip of the diamond. No, no, at the tip of the diamond, you've got Bobby, right? Yeah, tip of the diamond. Yeah, that's I what I'm agreeing. Yeah, yeah. I no, concur. But the original question was having the two, the two uh, Tiago and Curtis as eights. Either, either side of the diamond. Yeah, and I'm... yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I thought you were saying possibly not have Curtis as the number ten. Sorry, that's what I thought you said there. Sorry. I'm still thinking. I don't know. Genuinely, you know what? I don't know because I think Thiago attacking anchor is attacking. Then, with our defence as it is right now. Maybe not. Maybe not. That's too risky for me. My heart, mind, I'll be able to take it. I think we play some great football. It'd be like Roy Evans here almost. And all swashbuckly. But we may be a little bit exposed back then, just behind him. I don't know. Do you know- what I would say, sorry, Nina, what I would say, if you had that, what I noticed in the first half, we were slow. The play was slow. Mm-hmm. And, and that's been the case for a lot of games. Recently, and it's been especially the first half has been slow. We speed them up. That's when we become dangerous. And the possibility of doing that with two attacking eights and having Ginny as a six, because Ginny is a very good six for me. And, it, um, and we're, we're talking about the Brighton game, we're not talking about Man City, obviously. Um, and it's at Anfield. I think there's possibilities it could work well. I mean, in the, pl- in the past, club has used midfielders as centre-backs, right, against Brighton? 
he's his junior as a centre back. Yeah, yeah, again, yeah. He, he played a back three against them, didn't he? Away. Yeah, he did. He likes yeah, to experiment against good old Brighton, so it'll be quite interesting to see what he goes with. But the fact is, he's got options up top to kind of do a bit of jiggery pokery in terms of how attacking I want to go. You know, so that that in itself is is a massive positive. Guys, I'm going to move on to our second caller now. Let's hope one of them wants to talk about. You know, let's. I'm intrigued actually to see what they're going to talk about because obviously the mood is really high and it's an honour to welcome back G's on Toast, also known as Mr Turner. Welcome back, Nick. Hiya, hiya. Thanks for having me once again. Um, it's great to have you back. Brilliant, thanks, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I've got a couple of things to say, actually. Um, first one was, um, what happened to Thiago's head wound? Like, he, he had like a three-inch cut on his head on Thursday night and he had to be bandaged up and everything and yet there was no sign of it today. Did, did he have like a spare head that he could put on at some point? Um, he's, he's like he's like surprisingly tough, isn't he? Um, I was speaking to someone else on Twitter to say like he's like a, he's like a honey badger. He's, he's very small but he's got some serious attitude and he, he doesn't take any shit. Um, he, he's like a tough little cookie. Um, so that's my first point. Just Tiago is quite surprising, actually, to me of how of, of of how kind of hard he is, like hard as nails kind of fellow. Uh, and the second one was, was was Phillips. Like I think he's, I think he had another fantastic game tonight. You know, he was he was getting in there with his head on and every ball into the box. And people keep saying that he's just a League One standard centre back with no skills. But if his main skills are being a big bastard and heading everything away. It's worked out perfectly, so, you know, that's great. Nat Phillips Appreciation Club. There you go, and that's it. No, thank you. Thank you so much for calling in. And, um, Harinda, I will come to you first on this one. I mean, I think the Tiago one, I think at one point I did see a few stitches on the side of his head, but even so, I mean, the man must have um, uh, white blood cells that work at an insane level. Because I'd, I'd be bedridden because I'm, I'm that weak and pathetic. Um, but he, he's great. Um, uh, I want to talk to you about Nat Phillips because he had a bit of a... I don't know if you were on the podcast actually against West Ham when we played them this season. M- my mind's a little bit everywhere. But I remember him like producing a game-winning clearance at the end. I mean, we're talking about... We're going to talk about Shaq later on. And his assist, but he, you know, Shaq got a wonderful assist that time and he got one again today. And Nat Phillips in the first half, certainly twice where, you know, we did look a little slow and it was nil nil. And had they hit the, had they opened up the goal scoring first on us, I think, you know, it would be a very, very different proposition for the Reds. But the, the, the two times that he was put in under any kind of threat, I thought he handled it really well, you know. And you know, Antonio trying to get in behind him. I think he did phenomenally well against Antonio today. I think mm. he did phenomenally well, full stop. Mm. I mean, he, he didn't look out of place. He seemed to be, and at one point, he was the only central defender who actually used his brain and went backwards when the cross came in. Remember? So in the first half. Yes, um, yes. From the free, um, free kick that they had. I mean, they, the one thing I will say about Liverpool today is you could see their frustration with themselves when they gave away a set piece, especially when they gave away a corner. Second half, Robbo was, was very annoyed, either himself or somebody else, about positioning um, and a corner being conceded. Yeah, and, and that's great to see because we know West Ham, uh, anyone who's done any 
Homer from West Ham. They're number one across the board on set pieces, corners and goals, etc., etc., coming from um, corners and set pieces this season. They're like us last season or so, or the season before that, sorry. Um, so Nat, for, imagine all the stick, and it must get back to him somehow. I'm, I'm not here to sit there and think that, you know, most players don't work, try and see what people think of them. A lot of flack has gone Nat Phillips' way. Yeah. Sometimes you do sit there and think, oh, bleep sake, you know what? You cut some people some slack sometimes. You know, people haven't played regularly. They're not part of the first team on a regular basis, starting with them, not training with them, starting with them. You know, and coming off the bench against Tottenham and getting booked literally straight away. But after he got booked, I can't remember him putting a foot wrong. But then having said that, Tottenham did absolutely sweet FA apart from the uh, Hoiberg goal in the second half midweek. So, there's not much to take on from there. But against West Ham, or West Ham who are at home, we made them look a little bit pedestrian at times in their attack. And I think Nat Phillips had a lot to do with that. I genuinely do. Because my worry was that we would have Hendo and Nat and both would just stay back and therefore invite pressure upon ourselves. But you could see that the whole team was working in front of them to ensure that West Ham couldn't play the game they kind of wanted to. You know, and, and for 85 minutes or so, it held out and worked really well. Um, so credit where credit's due. What do people want? You have, he's not any of our choices centre-back. He was somebody who was about to be out the door in the summer transfer window. Because nobody came from him, he got a reprieve, he didn't even get a loan, and he got to stay with the squad. And the club would have thought, all right, we'll use you in the League Cup and the FA Cup. And that's about it. And maybe somewhere in between, if need be. But he would never have been thought to have been somebody who was realistically going to come on and play real minutes for Liverpool. Yeah? But he's done particularly well when he has come on. He's not the best. We know he's not the best. But is he functioning? Sometimes that's just what we need. You need somebody who's going to function. Don't do anything risky. Don't do anything stupid. Come off the bench or come on and play the part that you need to play and do all the good things well. You know, sorry, do all the right things that you need to do and do them well. That's it. I've said this before on a pod. Um, I don't think it was the West Ham pod. It was a different one where sometimes you just want Liverpool to be a little bit man united with the subs that they bring or the, the second string players that they bring on where they come on and they just function. Do your function. Don't fuck it up. Make sure you do your job well. That's it. Good do- Good night. God bless. Off you go. And Nat Phillips did that today in a plum and then some. Yeah, he certainly did. And, you know, to, just to make things um, a little bit easier for Liverpool supporters, Cam, you know, it's we're coming to the end of that transfer um, window, aren't we? And, you know, there's a lot of names being thrown about. And my mum was trying to um, freeload or palm off um, Phil Jones, like, as if she owns him. You can have Phil Jones if you want. I'm like, nah, we, we, you know what? I think Klopp would rather play me at centre-back. We don't want the ones <laughs> that will be faces. I mean, yeah. talk to me about Nat Phillips, because I think Herinda's made some solid points there. Any child yeah. that comes in, be it Reese Williams be it Nat Phillips, you know, be it people like Jordan Henderson who should not be playing centre-back, but again, did really, really well today, given, you know, the, the physicality and, the, you know, the, the the strength of the West Ham forwards. You know, they've they've come in and they've had to perform. And I think it's it's a case of 
them like like Harinda said them doing their job um keep it simple you know don't overcomplicate things and also us as supporters to to kind of manage our expectations yeah, like I mean, they are going to be they might be absolutely dreadful against man city and you know brace yourself for that yeah i mean what i will say about nat phillips today not only was he really good in the air he was actually excellent with his passing um on a couple of occasions his forward passes were breaking the lines are incisive there was one pass he did in the 13th minute which I'd noted, um, it was um, out to Robbo. And it was like a 40, 50-yard pass. It was superb. Will he get any audits for it? No, because he's Nat Phillips. If it was Virgil who'd done that pass, everybody would be, oh, my God, Virgil's done another one of his 50, 60-yard passes again. That's what he's brilliant at. Nat Phillips did that today to, to, to Robbo. You can go back and, you know, everyone can rewind, have a look. 13th minute, out to Robbo. It, he he had a really good game today. One thing you'll find with Nat Phillips is he will not get bullied. He will stand up. He will fight for the cause. Yes, granted, we know he's got his limitations. He's not, um, he's not going to be a world-beating centre-back. But he's coming today, and we were afraid he was going to get bullied and pushed around and shown by Antonio, who's the boss. Antonio didn't get a sniff apart from one shot, which he put wide. And then not long after that, we went and scored our first goal. We went and scored our first goal. So, um, all credit to Nat Phillips. I mean, for me, he was our second best player on the pitch today. I can't give him higher praise than that today. Absolutely. Um, you know, let's just hope, you know, some of the, the more senior, you know, centre backs could come back and kind of take the pressure off him because as great as he was, I mean, it's, it's not that I don't want him there, you know, needs must right now, but I, I think like Harinda said, you know, the pressure needs to be taken off and these guys were there to kind of, you know, to train and to be mentored by these centre backs this season. It wasn't a case of, yeah, I'm going to throw you in the deep end. And I think that's what's happened. And, you know, these circumstances, yeah, they can be defining, uh, but also they can, you know, they can be quite damaging as well because of, you know, expectations. You're playing for the champions. It's it's not the most ideal circumstances, but for me today, so I didn't. Think... Champions, here's one for you then. Mm-hmm. Leaving Brighton aside, leaving Brighton aside, we've got City next week coming mm-hmm. to Anfield. Would you play? And we know that from all things being well and everything being said that's come out so far, but Fabinho will be fit. Mm. So you could presume that Fabinho is going to be a centre-back again. Would you partner Phillips with him for that match? You know what I might do? Oh, it depends who they got from because I might keep them two as a centre-back pairing because, you know, why not? And I might just put Fabinho as a shield. This is why I like this pod. Because that's that's what I would do. I I genuinely would. Because I do believe in that Hoiberg shot. If Fabinho's there, he's blocking that. And Fab scored him brilliantly. 
brutally, fantastically. He sent Boldy spinning. I'd love for him to do that again. It's just a pity Joe Gomez isn't fit. It is, it is an absolute pity. But personally, that's what I would go with. Cam, have you got anything to add to that before we move on to our next caller? Um, I would probably... I, I, I would say that is probably the, the logical thing to do, but I, I don't think Klopp does things logically. This is very true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because... You know, Nobody wanted Divi to start today, and I don't think Divi actually had too bad a game. So, you know, again, we were all proved wrong. He, he didn't have a, a good game, but he didn't have a ba- he didn't have a, a great game, but he didn't have a bad game. He just had a good, you know, he was a solid six and a half, seven out of ten. So he did okay. So Klopp doesn't do what we think. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Fabinho was fit next weekend, uh, assuming Matip's not fit. I would could see. Klopp going Fabinho Hendo at the back and keeping Ginny as the six because Ginny's played the last two games as six and he's done well. He doesn't put a foot wrong. He's been really good as a six. But I think he works better as a six than he does as an eight. Interesting. It's going to be very cool to see how Jurgen Klopp kind of deals with this conundrum because it is literally, you know, midfielders, which one will play centre-back? Um, watch this space, people. <laughs> literally, Klopp's like, I got all these centre-backs. <laughs> oh, you know what did make me laugh, though? Actually, I'm going on a tangent before we go to our final caller. You know what made me laugh? Uh, there was a there was a point in the game where Nat Phillips ended up on the floor. I can't think it was the first half or second half. And I saw Thiago quickly rush into his feet, like, get up, I'm not playing centre-back. And it just had me in stitches. <laughs> I didn't see that. He's too short to play centre-back. Yeah, like, I am not playing centre-back on your feet, kid. On your feet, I ain't doing it. It just had me in stitches. <laughs> it's like the urgency to get him back on his feet. I think it was first half, actually. Right, guys. Um, cheers, G's on toast for that. And um, there's some great discussions there. And uh, thank you for talking about Nat Phillips because I think you know it was nice that we could give one of our players that you know who was a fringe player some some limelight today. Long yeah, may it continue. Yeah. yeah, no worries, thanks. And yeah, I just I put in the chat there, but just important to note for everyone that the LFC Twitter just tweeted out outstanding tonight with a picture of Phillips. So yeah, lovely, brilliant. All right, cheers. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. Take care, G's on toast. Yep, it's great to see LF. Yep. We're going to move on to our final caller. It should be fun and games. His name makes me hungry as well. It's Steve. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. (laughs) Don't leave, Cam. Don't leave. Can you hear me, Nina? We can hear you perfectly, my friend. How are you doing? I'm being really good. You know what? Liverpool are pro- um, providing the relief again. And that's really nice. Because I think it's a tough time for everyone. And it's just great that, you know, amidst of all this, that we're actually getting some results. It's just a good feeling. Absolutely. I certainly feel a bit better than I did a week ago. What a, what a fantastic performance, mm. given how, you know, I don't think many of us, certainly on the Discord chat, were that positive in a frame of mind going into that game. And then obviously the news with Mane and the team sheet, you know. And I, I was one of them, you know. Um, I didn't have a lot of confidence then. And, and uh, I'm, I'm pleased that the, uh, 
the lads put in such a good performance. Do you think, actually, Steve, whilst I've got you here, because you don't call much, you do like to throw me off my ear game, though, in the chat, Discord, <laughs> when I'm hosting. So I've got you here. You know, like, it looks like Marnie, it looks like a minor muscle injury. Do you think it's, it's a case of now Jurgen Klopp just being really, really smart and intelligent, where if he feels like a player isn't 100%, he's just pulling them because he's got his eye on that Man City game? I mean, I think he obviously did that with Bobby anyway, in terms of, you know, what had happened in the prior game. You know, he said that in the pre-match interview, right, in terms of, you know, keeping Bobby back on that basis. Um, but I, I, I think, you know, just it, it, it's getting to the point where we're getting to that point in the season where, you know, Rafinha for Leeds just came down with a muscle injury. It, it, it's going to, you know, our, our back four have been, you know, a conversation piece because of all the injuries there, but... You know, thankfully, Touchwood. Um, you know, our front three have been relatively, uh, relatively unscathed, and long may that continue. So, uh, I, I think it's sensible. I mean, obviously, if if, um, if the result had been different, obviously everyone have been uh, giving Jurgen more more grief. But th- that that team did what it set out to do very well in the first half and built on it, and then stepped it up in the second night. The, the Panama signer. You know. Absolutely. Uh, Steve, any more points before I move on to the panel? I, I, have, I have two, actually. I have, I have, I have, I have a couple. I, I just want to sort of echo every, what everyone had just said about Nat Phillips, and especially that, that, that defending header, as, as Herinda was mentioning, as he, he ran back for that, for that cross in from, I think, a free kick given away by Thiago, I think, on the edge of the box, which, you know, That's right. um, uh, Thiago, uh, you know, still doing the diving in a little bit. People have people have mentioned, but um, I, I I just wanted to pick up on something that Graham Sooner said after the after the game, and and it, I'm just gobsmacked that after a performance like that from Mo Salah, you know Graham Sooner, you know one of the club's legends, can sit there and call him one of the greediest or the greediest player he's ever seen. When anybody with half a brain cell and anybody that listens to UP and the Stat Show and and, and the callers on here knows that Mo Salah is an integral part of our attacking um, ability, the number of assists, expected assists, etc., that, that Mo provides. And, and Graham Sinus is sat there saying he's, he's, he's you know, the greediest player of all time and says that Kenny Dalglish would have been screaming at him, which, you know, again, anybody that listens to The King and I knows that, you know, Kenny loves Mo's performance. It's just, just incredible. And my question is, you know, I'd love to hear Cam and Harinda's thoughts on it. It's like, what the bloody hell does Mo Salah have to do to, to just get a, a thank you after such a you know a top class performance, especially in the second half? Harinda, I'm going to come to you. You know what? Being selfish and greedy gets you. It gets you twenty plus goals four years in a row. And you know, and that in itself is a myth as well because he's not greedy. He's always trying to find Sadio Mane. He's always trying to do something. He's always trying to lay off an assist. Uh, you know, he's not greedy at all. And you know what? Even if he is a little greedy, sometimes, yeah, you might think, oh, you should have passed there. I'm not being funny. I, I did a, a podcast um, um, a, a while ago, and it was with um, a, an expert who kind of dealt with Mo Salah, um, a, a book about um, players from Africa, and it was on Mo Salah. And one of the things that he, he, was, a, he was a hesitant shooter, 
during his time at Roma and um, and Fiorentina, and he worked with the trainer. And what they said was, you need to be a bit more on the ball. You need to make a decision quick because he was hesitant. And I think that's where a lot of that's come from, where he 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 follows his intuition really quick and he just takes a shot. And I'm not being funny. He's getting the goals. He's a leading goal scorer. And I don't know. See, Sunes kind of, I like him, but he kind of bothers me as well because I, he also was part of that big narrative about Paul Pogba as well. Like, I don't know. Does that make sense? I think sometimes they just come for players unnecessarily. Sometimes I put a little clip of um, a nice Sikh man saying, shut your mouth. <laughs> That's what I would package up and send to Graham Sunis. Graham Sunis, how dare you shut your mouth? <laughs> Simple as. And and you know what would make him shut his mouth? It, it, it's exactly what you've just said, Nina. Who's the top scorer? Oh yes, Mohamed Salah. Minutes per goal, hundred and ten. 15 goals. Harry Kane is second on 12. He's not likely to score many more goals soon. So Salah will just keep on going. But he is brilliant. And if he's greedy at times, so fucking what? Wasn't Ian Rush? Or was or soon as blind to that? Just took my point. Oh, sorry. sorry. That's all right. Great was, was Sui blind? We know he had a blindness post his um, triple heart bypass or whatever it was and, and did a very unfortunate interview with the paper that we shouldn't mention. Mm-hmm. So everyone has a blip in their life and that was Sunis's blip. And I have to admit, for many years, I, I, don't really, I never really considered Sunis anything of anything. But he has done lots of apologies since and the club have forgiven him, Kenny's forgiven him, lots of people have forgiven him. Um, I'm in the forgiving, don't forget camp. So I forgave him, but I don't forget those kind of things. And when Sui comes out with this kind of shit sometimes, especially like his narrative about Paul Pogba, you know, it's so much so that he gets memed about the fact that, you know, it must have been Paul Pogba's fault. Like, anything bad happens in the world, you just see yeah. like, oh, we're, we're, we're. <laughs> <laughs> Let's exactly. blame the pandemic on Paul Pogba. <laughs> it's all Paul Pogba. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> what most Salah needs to do is carry on being Mo Salah. You be you. That's it. No, don't worry about dipsticks like um, Graham Sooners. Maybe club legend, but sometimes club legends can be club legends also. Yeah, they can be. We have seen club legends in action. Sometimes Mark Lawrence, sometimes Ronnie Whelan, more than often Didi Hammond. Non-club legend who likes to believe he is somewhat a, a club legend, but is definitely a legend, 100%. Danny Murphy. Um, I rest <laughs> my case right there. Pundits will make, any, many, um, will make many a point just to feel relevant or stay on TV. Gobby Cabbage, as absolutely lovingly named by uh, Dave Hendrick, Robbie Savage, Gobby Cabbage, fucking brilliant, has made his whole life out of that. Yeah, uh, Danny Mills as well, isn't there? Yeah, but these stupid little tidbits that, that you just feel that they need to throw out are ridiculous. Uh, there was a one between Jamie Redknapp and Carlton Cole. I, can't, I think it was at half time. Yeah, and I can't remember what was said, 
but you know, Jamie ran that. We just wanted to pull out Carlton Cole on something. Like, oh, if it was you, I'm like, I'm like thinking, you know, they all got to clock me about it. And I'm thinking, why are you doing this? Genuinely, why are you doing this? Because it doesn't reflect well upon yourselves. You can only be doing it because you feel that you need to pander to the, the lowest denominator of, of viewership. You know, and sometimes when Suna says dumb things like that, I just what I think. So there you go. You know, he pandered to the lowest denominator of um, viewership that Sky has for that, and, and they'll lap it up. But people who are intelligent and listening to this will be sitting there thinking, "Yeah, you know what, Sue, shut up, just shut up." Sometimes you better when you shut your mouth and say nothing. No, it's very interesting you say that because I feel like a lot of times people just say things to be, you know, a little bit controversial. And Cam, I'm going to come to you because obviously he's a club legend. Some of these pundits that Harinda just mentioned there are like, we're average footballers at best. You know, Graham Souness was world class. He was the best in that position. I kind of expect better from him. I kind of expect to him for him to have more of a, an understanding, a bit more, you know, a bit more thoughtful analysis. And, you know, same goes with like Gary Neville as well, because I heard him on the commentary today. Sorry, I'm, I'm kind of stretching. I'm stretching Steve Peets' point here. But, you know, saying that Shakiri, he, you know, he's not working well as a 10. He needs to be doing more off the ball movement and stuff. And I'm like, you need to stop. Every time we talk about him, he does something. Like, you know, against when he came on against Man United, like, you know, I, I, for some reason, he's got a, a massive agenda against Shakiri. I saw a tweet from Rebecca Watkins, who is a Chelsea fan, and we really like her. She's always on Rival Recon. She's an awesome Chelsea fan. And she was speaking about Gary Neville's a lazy punditry about Giroud that, oh, because obviously Manny Knight played Arsenal yesterday. And, she, you know, that, um, so you know, Giroud, David Luiz, that he doesn't care. He doesn't care. She goes, one thing I will say is he does care. Does he have brain fart moments? Yes, but he cares. Of course, she'll know this because he played for Chelsea. But I feel, uh, and it's, and I'm not just saying it, but it just, I feel like foreign players are just a real, real easy target. And so, so was his shit ass brother. Her. So was his shit ass brother. A mm. fucking easy target because he was shit. Uh, but that is nail on the head there. Um, for Sunas and, and Salah and, and Pogba, even. You know, it, it, whether we like it or not, it comes across as xenophobic. Um, because look at Harry Kane. Is Harry Kane not a greedy striker? And a cheating diver. Harry Kane will claim a goal for a ball he hasn't even touched. If that's not the definition of a greedy striker, then what is? If you look at if if somebody was to present actual facts to Sunas and show him average number of shots per calls compared with all the world-class strikers around the world, average number of assists or number of assists, you know, per minutes compared to all the other world-class strikers around the world, you probably find that Mo Salah is, a, is in the top two or three for everything, you know, minutes-wise. Mo Salah is our most creative player. He's our most creative player because... He draws two or three defenders or two or three of the opposition to him, which creates space for others. The fact that he's then still able to get those shots away 
just shows what a world-class player he therefore is if he's always surrounded by two or three players. He's always doubled up on. You don't you don't want to be one-on-one -on -one against Mo Salah. Nine, nine times out of ten, there's, there's only one winner. So, for Sooners to come out with this narrative that he's greedy, to a point, he is actually correct. Mo Salah is greedy. But guess what? Mo Salah being greedy has got us to two Champions League finals and two record points totals and four trophies in that time frame. I'll take a greedy Mo Salah over a whoever else he wants to throw in there. That's for sure. Absolutely. Couldn't have put it better myself. <laughs> Excellent. Well, no, cheers. I have my. I have a question though. I have a question, Nina. Just to wrap up, mm -hmm. which is horrendous. Have you or have you not shared your new pineapple-focused footwear with your good friend Cam yet? I haven't done it yet. I think that needs to be done. It does. It will be corrected. I'll wear them and I will flash them. For everyone to see. Yeah, um, Craig, can you put an edit in there, please? <laughs> take take that last question and answer out. So, so Nina, Nina, listen. Here's here's the background. So, it was Herinda's birthday a couple of weeks ago, and I and given that he keeps putting gifts with pineapples and me dancing on Discord, mm -hmm. I felt that it needed to be his birthday needed to be honoured in some way. So I managed to send Herinda a box of pineapple pizza socks. I love it. And Herinda <laughs> does love his he and, does and, love his and pizza. And probably why Cam will kill me. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing you. <laughs> <laughs> you could be fucking waiting a long time, mate. Exactly. <laughs> Listen, this this podcast is all about giving people quirky things. Harinda has gifted me one of the my most quirkiest shirts ever. Oh, it's a fucking belter. The thing is, though, potatoes on it or what? No, no, no. no. Is this food related <laughs> gifts or? Oh no, something? it's that. It is. Do you remember a while back that Liverpool had a stadium range of clothing? And it was that bad. It was like an Hawaiian shirt type yes. thing. Which had, which had the stadium on it. Like a, bl a blue sky. In beautiful a green blue sky. Beautiful. And it looks I remember awesome. this. Yeah. Um, I don't know how we got to... I don't know how we got to photoshopping Nina's head on it. But yeah. Um, and Nina was going through this phase of wearing big, loud shirts. I thought, like, I'll get you the biggest, loudest shirt I can. And so I did. <laughs> and it's my loudest one till date. <laughs> when did I get it? You know when I gave it to you? It was um Oh gosh. It was it was definitely a Champions League game. It was Porto because Daisy remember I had all that episode with Daisy where yep. she got missing. Yep. Yeah, and it was, yep, it was I, the Porto post Porto it. away, twenty eighteen. Yes. The five nil. Uh, no, the second leg. Second leg. Second leg at Anfield in 1718. 
yeah, I remember it. I I I love that shirt. It's 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 definitely got Hawaiian uh, vibes. And I remember when they were because you can't go to Hawaii, you should put it on and show everybody. What yeah, it looks like. absolutely. Uh, I will do. Well, we've got that picture on you where you presented it to me. And I have. It have. <laughs> it's like it's like, the the it's like the Melwood Lean. <laughs> yeah, it is. It literally is. You have to you have to share it on Discord. <laughs> Well, there you go. Fashion, fashion advice on this podcast as well. Steve, thank you so much for that. Thanks so much. Have a great weekend. Rest of your you weekend, too, guys. my friend. You Up too. the Reds. Up the Cheers, Reds. Bro. Cheers. Take care, boys. Cheers, Nina. Take care. Thank you, Steve. You know what, guys? No one spoke about the second goal. So, you know what? Let's, let's talk about it. Cam, I mean, what did your notes say? Did you manage to catch it on time? Were you <laughs> blown away? Were you, were, you know, that was breathtaking. That for me was just like the most majestic team goal. And then that selfish guy, Mo Salah, with that touch. I mean, how dare he? He just squared that to a West Ham player. <laughs> yeah, I, I I noted it all down. I mean, um, from the corner. Uh, was it Curtis who headed it to Trent? I couldn't quite tell to start with. But then. The, the Trent pass out to Shaq was uh, was phenomenal in itself, but and then Shaq's first time. Sorry, no one's talking. Sorry, sorry I, I could hear something in the background. I apologise. Um, I think it must be Steve. He probably hasn't muted. Um, so yeah, the, the, then Shaq to at the, at the moment before, just the moment before he. Crosses, you know, to actually look to see where Mo is and Mo's run. But the right left combo he did, it was like a, it was just a pure knockout punch, wasn't it? It was a perfect combination. It was just, I'll go as far to say that's probably a contender for goal of the season already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, and you've got to you've got to give a uh, Tyler and Neville their dues here. They were both blown away by it as well. They they appreciated the beauty and uh, the magnificence of that goal. It was everything we we are where we we take a lead and we then sucker that team in. And we've done this to West Ham. For three seasons running now, I think, where we've scored a goal from their co- from their corner, we did. Look at that. Incredible, absolutely incredible. And Steve Pizza goes, "Sorry, Cam, bro, I unmuted to say Robo. It was Robo's um, to 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 Trent Alexander Arnold. I mean, for me, oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, for me, that goal was just majestic. Uh, Harinda, I'm going to come to you because I love that. It was a, the epitome of how we used to play football. You know, it is summarised in that one goal. But for me, the highlight of all that was as great as that goal was. After all that, Shaq going around, demanding a high five from all his teammates, like, give me some credit, lads. <laughs> Do you know what? It's almost... it's. It's such a perfect zigzag. Yeah. Yeah. The corner, out to corner, Robbo, Trent, Shaq, Mo, other side to goal, bang. 
zigzag, zigzag, zigzag. If you were just drawing that, the perfect way to go almost, or the quickest way to go, it's probably one of the ones that you would have done. Um, everything about that was vintage, right? In regards to Liverpool 17, 18, 18, 19, somewhat 19, 20 type goals that we used to score. And, and we haven't scored on the counter or a break like that for ages, it seems, in that manner. And as I said, where usual seasons or usual matches, sorry, this season with Mo, Mo's and Son nine times out of ten covered by three defenders. So there's no space. So for him to do that and do it in that manner and the touch and everything else about it is just beautiful to look at. You could watch it again and again. You really could. It was just that kind of goal and that kind of movement. And the best thing about it is, is that that just properly finished West Ham. It really did. You can see Moisaya probably sitting there thinking, fuck's sake, you know what, they've done it to me again. They keep on doing this kind of shit to me. You know, he must, he, I bet you he's going to have in his next contract, whichever football club he turns up at, that no matter what happens, the match against Liverpool, I'm taking the sickie. <laughs> I'm not going to beat him anyway, so I might as well have the day off. You know what? Send in somebody else. Send in a proxy. Proxy Moyes, not me. Surely, you know what? Mentally, it must do something to David Moyes. It must do. That every single time he comes up against Liverpool, no matter who the manager is, he can't do anything to beat them. In the Premier League, you must sit there and think, you know what, what do I have to do? Who do I have to sacrifice? Which child will it be? Which one on the West Ham board? There's, there's nothing, right? There isn't anything Moyes can do. And that, that I swear, scars him. What a pity. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, absolutely love it. And Herinda, I'll stick with you because, again, the third goal was nothing short of greatness as well. We just passed the ball, passed the ball, passed the ball, and, you know, Ginny scoring, Ginny smiling. And, you know, we, we spoke about Roberto Firmino's selfless, selflessness, but, you know, Ginny Wijnaldum, I just want to keep him. I think, you know, he's just, again, he's been brilliant in that, in that sixth role, you know, given the circumstances right now. But, Great team goal again. That back heel from the third substitution, Ox, was so sweet. Because you've seen us trying this kind of intimate, tricky kind of football where, you know, like one touch, bit of a flick there, bit of a this, that and the other, and it not working out for us. And the move just breaking down. But here, it just went beautifully, right? It just went exactly how we wanted it to go. Back heel, Bobby, Bobby, Ginny, Ginny, goal. You'd watch that one again and again too. Because if Dave, David Moyes, footballing genius David Moyes, was downhearted at 2-0, at 3-0 he probably just wanted to go home. He probably wanted to do a surgery, yeah, you know, oh, fuck it, I'm going. <laughs> it's what, it's not half-time, I don't care. It's not full-time, don't care, I'm going home, oh, fuck this shit. I keep on getting beat by Liverpool, now they go and do this to me. They go and do their trip, they go and play the way they want to play. They do this kind of pass, one-touch type football, and they've got past my defenders, and they've made a mockery out of my team. Oh, my God. 
if you are David Moyes, you seriously must be considering what have you got to do to get a win against Liverpool? What? And when the answer continually is, there is nothing you can do, as I said, you know what, next season, just take two days off. Home and away, don't fucking bother. Stay at home. Just send in somebody else. Pretend you got COVID again or something. Anything, anything to just, you know what, just not turn up. Because maybe then you'll win. Who knows? Who knows indeed. And Cam, I'll come to you. What did you not say? Go on. Um, let's have a look. What did the notes say? Eighty uh, fourth minute. What a goal, Ginny! <laughs> exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! So um, I want to know how many passes it was because there seemed to be a lot of build-up play in that. We were moving them left to right, back to front, side to side, obviously left to right. Um, and I'd love to know how many passes it was. It, it was, again, just a, another magnificent goal. Uh, I, I, I'd argue, again, another contender for goal of the season, although I'd say the second one was better. Um, but you could see it being in the top 10 goals of this season. So. Um, it was just a great, great goal. Um, and it it sort of um, epitomised the way we played the game today in that we were controlling the game with our passing, moving the ball around, probing, looking for the openings. And it goes back to what I said again earlier. It's having a revitalised Bobby, dropping mm. into spaces, Nobody wants to go to who's who has to mark him because it's creating space elsewhere. And Bobby being it's no coincidence that the last two games we scored goals, really good goals with Bobby on the pitch. So it is it's great that we've got a fit and firing Bobby because a lot of us have always said Bobby is the system. Mm. And Bobby is firing. We play well. We can get Bobby firing, and Bobby fire, and Bobby is firing now. Coming up with the with the two games we've got coming up, which aren't going to be easy because Brighton have just taken the lead against Tottenham. So and Brighton are our next game, so their tails are going to be up if they can get a result. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? He's just laughing. It's just me laughing at Maureen. <laughs> it's, another, so, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's another pastime of mine you done that Cam yeah I'm done yeah I can't add too much more to it because it, quite simply it's just a magnificent goal it's great and you know what I think has really been helping as well and I'll just quickly finish up this point real quick um, the fact that Trent Alexander-Arnold looks like him, himself again you know, that, that takes a massive pressure off our attackers. Um, it gives us more width. We're allowed to zing those balls zigzag. About seven games ago, we couldn't do that. How many crosses do you think we put in today, Nina? A lot. <laughs> Eight. Okay. When we put less crosses in, we're, we're playing, that means we're playing football. We've been struggling yes. in last... Sorry, I, I, think 
sorry, I was thinking about passes across the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The crossing was aimless in those games. Awful. Exactly. You know, 30, 40, exactly, 30, 40 crosses. When we're struggling to play, we're just putting nameless balls into box. Today, the play was controlled. Yeah, stretched out, yeah. precision, you know. Yeah. And, it, and again, it, it, comes, it comes down to getting the midfield right. And the midfield was better today. So, oh, for sure. There you go. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful stuff. Right, guys, any final thoughts on, on, on this game? Any points you'd like to share before we close it off? Uh, Harinda, I'll come to you. Get it off your chest. Is there anything you want to say? Anything you want to highlight? Anything that you feel like just you need to say? From where we were a week ago, doesn't this feel so much better? Like mm-hmm. genuinely, you know, like we have a loss to Burnley, we we lose to United in the FA Cup. Lost to Southampton was quite a while ago, man. That's like four weeks ago, nearly. I said a week ago. I know, but that was no, that was only two weeks ago. This time last been... week, we just lost to Man United, but we played well. That was the positive. Yeah, yeah, that was the turning point. Mm. Yeah, it just feels so much more nicer. And the thing is, we beat two absolute bastards along the way. Moyes and Maureen. It would have been sweeter had we beat United, but, you know, I don't get everything in life. But we'll take this in regards to the Premier League. And also, it just takes a few results to go the wrong way for teams around us. And that's happened. Yep, Leicester. Thank you very much. Leicester, Tottenham. Uh, Chelsea, uh, United. (laughs) (coughs) Yeah, man, United. Um. (laughs) Points taken. Let's take more. (laughs) Oh, fucking hell, man, United. We got so excited about having a parade after two weeks there, being top of the league. You idiots. Um. But that's what you want. Yeah, it's been a nice week of football for Liverpool. And we're going into February much more happier about things. Hopefully tomorrow, you know, we, we joked when the planning was going on for this pod that in this pod we may end up having a centre-back. We did. Might not have been the one that we were thinking about, but we have technically got a centre-back while we were on this pod. It's happened. Yeah? Um, so there's another bit of a positive in regards to Ben Davis from Preston North End. I know absolutely fuck all about him, but Same. I'm going to support him with my life. Yes. You know, I read. Um, and who knows what tomorrow may bring. Jim White will probably self-combust <laughs> repeatedly. Or, you know, he'll just wear bright yellow and you sit there and look at the TV and think you need to adjust your contrast and colour because he's just shining away. But then you realise that's not really his tights, his tan. Oh, sorry, fake tan. Um but yeah, who knows what tomorrow brings. But again, it's been a nice week of football. The world around us thinks are great. Um, it's not all hunky-dory. And, you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but the light at the end of the tunnel is quite far away in regards to everyone being vaccinated and things going back to normal. That's very, very far away. But it's positive when football can make you happy. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what about yourself, Cam? Oh, it's just nice to have the Reds back, playing mm. good football again. 
um, having positive things to say about them. Um, it, it makes your days a, a lot better, makes us look forward to the games a lot more and um, bring on Brighton. Absolutely. Bring on Brighton. Right, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. Before I go, I'll get some plugs from my guys. Harinda, where can people find more of your work and what what would you like to plug? The floor is yours. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Harinda1977 um, because life isn't just always football. You will see more than just football. If it's not your cup of tea as to what I'm tweeting, it's not a problem. Don't worry. I, I take no offence in it, but I am me. That's, it's not going to change. Um, but I said you can find me there. Um, I'm tweeting about football or life things that matter to me. Um, things that I would like to plug. I haven't really got much of a plug this week. You know, I think one thing I do want to plug, and it's going the wrong way in regards to AI Pro, it's going back to the free side, is Cam's latest pod, because I was in Stitches. Not only because I, not only was I in stitches because Trev Downey got the closing of the transfer window wrong, but I was in stitches about all this Carpaggio, Carvaggio, Carmaggio, <laughs> Carpuccio nonsense as well that was going on. I was sat there and, was, and also, what is the, what was Carl trying to sing? Do you know what? I'm not putting any spoilers in there, but I still can't work out what he was actually trying to say. What I think he was trying to say isn't what he was saying. Um, but it was a great pod. I really enjoyed it on my walk today. So there you go. Plug for you, Ken. Thank you. Well, my plug's done. You were there. Your, your plug's done. And for, for what it's worth, give, give both of these guys a follow on Twitter. Cam, what's your Twitter handle? I know you're not using it much. Um, I haven't used it for a while. Um, I'll come back one day. Uh, it's at Cam Uh a-A-M-B-R-A-I-N-C-H-Y. Um, you, you'll find me more here in Discord. Um, yeah. I, I, I like to be a bit of a, to put it politely, a twat here. So, um, you know, um, I'm here for the banter, as they say. So uh, don't take me seriously. Um, I'm all about having a bit of a laugh on here. So, yeah, you'll find me here. Uh, yeah. You want it? That's it. Yep, you'll find Cam on Discord. And if uh, Discord isn't your thing, and you know, you, I, I'll just give you his mobile number. Just drop me a line, and you can you can you can harass him. You can harass him there. No, seriously. Thank you so much, guys. A massive thank you to Gags, Nick, and of course Steve for calling in. Really, really appreciated your insight, your input. You make this show, and of course these two guys made the show. That was a fantastic result. Liverpool fans are feeling great again. It's good to have winning you know the the winning times back and long may they continue and bring on brighton i'll be back for the post-match show for that one take care guys and until next time you know the drill look after yourselves be safe don't go out wear a mask and up the reds Podcast Network.